my friends, and you're listening to Embrace the Madness. I hope everyone is having a lovely day. It's snowing like crazy in Memphis, so it's really cool getting to see all the snowflakes. But hopefully you're cozy and inside and, you know, if you're not in the cold, then you're in the warm and that's always a good place to be. So for this week, I wanted to interview with my boyfriend, Davis. I had reached out on social media to see what questions y'all had about relationships, dating, you know, overcoming obstacles, challenges with your partner. And so we sat down and we answered a few of them. And I'm really excited to play this interview. It's really good. We talked about, you know, our story and what it's been like living together for a couple of months and how we've been dealing with problems and yeah, really just what our relationships looked like the past year. So I'm excited for you to listen and let us know what you think. Welcome back to the podcast, Davis. We had a lot of technical difficulties, but you want to go three, two, one. I'm glad we did this. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So if you're listening, then you are listening to the Embrace the Madness podcast. Oops. And I brought my boyfriend Davis along for our relationship Q&A. Hi. Welcome back, sir. Hello, world. Hello, Madeline. Hello, Davis. Davey. He, if you listened about a year ago, we recorded an episode on balance and we got to hear about davis's story we were only dating probably about six wait no not even six months (laughs) like like a month and a half okay yeah we were very new datey datey as green as this aloe plant we've grown a lot in a year and we've learned a hell of a lot about each other so you know tomorrow's valentine's day so i wanted to do a cool q a where you could ask questions and we would answer to the best of our knowledge because we feel like we have good communication and it's not that we don't fight. We just, at least now, we have reached a place where we can openly and authentically share our feelings with each other and not stonewall each other for longer than 24 hours, so... We're making it, we're working on it, but we feel like there's a lot of people who aren't necessarily fulfilled in their relationships or maybe have a little trouble communicating or, you know, stuff like that, right? Back me up, baby. Yeah, I think we've both come to the understanding that it's not going to be fun 24-7, 365. And like... And that we're not the same person. Right. And I think probably like because it's not going to be fun all the time like we kind of have to try really hard to make sure that we try to create fun where we can just because life is so hard and can suck sometimes and the last thing you want to do is like have your partner not be on your team and stuff like that so i asked you to send in your questions so thanks to everybody that submitted questions we've got a few on the boards and we'll We'll talk a little bit about a little bit of stuff. <laughs> Great. I'm happy to be here. Davis told me not to tell anyone, but he's not wearing matching socks. 
I'm going. She's right. We got stripes and we got solid. Some of you may be watching the video for this podcast for my $15 not Patreon subscribers. We're adding the video along with the audio. So if you're just listening to the audio and you want to watch us be goofballs, then you know what to do. Get on patreon.com slash embrace the madness and you'll see everything on there. So I kind of grouped the questions into kind of themes. So like what our story was, how do we meet each other? what our first impressions of each other were. So we'll kind of go in that little fashion, but yeah. So the first question is, I guess, let's see. Can I talk before the first? Yeah. Question? Yeah. Yeah. You say whatever you want to say. Awesome. I just want to say that I'm so proud of you. Oh, this, baby. This is not a paid endorsement, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I'm so proud of you for doing your podcast and staying with it. And I know it, it hasn't always been easy, but yeah, you out here speaking your truth just makes my heart so big and warm, but not so enlarged that it causes uh, <laughs> heart issues. It's just a normal-sized heart, but metaphorically is large and warm. And That's so sweet. Thank you. You've been since with... <laughs> yeah? You've been with me since basically day one. I mean, what's crazy is before we even met, I guess we're kind of skipping, but before we had even met, I had told him that I wanted to start a podcast. We had met up you for industry when we had before we started dating. But okay, yeah, while yeah, yeah. We were you know the just talking interrupt phase. Yeah, but I remember talking about wanting to do one. So you've been there like since before it was even real, right? And well, I think it's awesome that I mean people talk and say things all the time, but I think. Madeline's really great about it. if she says she's going to do something, she's going to do it. I haven't always been like that. Shh, 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 shh. It's a life lesson. I'm just saying, like, it's taken a lot of time to get to the point where I'm like, okay, shit, I just said that. I have to follow through. Sure. But, but when you told me, I, would, I just smiled and nodded. And I was like, that's cool. I didn't think it was going to turn into what it is today. Yeah, little did you know you'd be on it twice. Okay, so I guess to get into that... Which do you think we should do? How did we meet or what was your first impression of each other? I think it's kind of one and the same. Okay. So do you want to start or do you want me to start? Ladies first. Uh, okay. Um, so I was working at my friend's wine bar and bartending there. And so the job that I previous had, previously had before that, I had known this sous chef and he had been talking about wanting to do this beer dinner with Wiseacre. And if you live in Memphis and you know, Wiseacre's a kick-ass brewery. And so I just, they were my favorite beers and I was like, oh my God, I think that'd be the coolest thing. Well, we both left that restaurant before that dinner had come to fruition. So I had like kept in touch on social media and I saw that he, the sous chef, was doing a beer dinner with Wiseacre, a cafe society. And so I was like, I just had this little thing in my brain that was like, oh, you should go to the dinner. And I think it was like 50 or 60 bucks. Um, and I was like, well, I guess I could go by myself. I guess there's nothing really wrong with that. So I went and 
it was like a lot of like middle-aged older people um and so I just kind of felt like silly but whatever I was there to eat and drink beer and Davis and another co-worker were doing the the what's it called the facilitating the beer dinner. facilitating like the beer hosting. dinner they were like the host they were telling wise Seeker story talking about the beers all this stuff talking about the pairings and so after the dinner i mean i thought davis was cute and i feel like i had seen him before at another job i worked at which i guess would make sense if he was doing sales so i was like dang i feel like i've seen this guy before but like me thinking, um, there's this guy's way out of my league. Like there's no way he would ever talk to me. And so after the dinner, I stuck around at the bar because I was waiting for the sous chef because we were going to go to this other bar. And I wasn't like romantically hanging out with this chef. I was just there. But then Davis and his coworker were sitting at the bar and they got a drink after the thing. And then I guess we just started talking and I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Like I, I never thought anything would happen after it. Um, I just told them where I worked and yeah, I don't really remember. And I don't know if that's like the alcohol or if I just like didn't think it was an important moment, you know? So I guess that's a perfect transition into your side of the story, right? Yeah. Um, I did many of these beer dinners and sometimes, uh, well, the level of engagement by the people really varied. But Madeline was just sitting front and center and giving me her full attention. And we endlessly debate. But I think she was wearing just this all-white flowing gown, just angelic. There was a light shining. It was definitely black with flowers. Light shining from heaven upon her. I just really thought that she had wonderful energy and was giving me her full attention. And, yeah, I, I told my coworker, like, as we were getting in the car, I was like, I was I was swooning for sure. There was I knew that there was something that I liked. There was like a, a light in your eyes that I was very attracted to, as well as your silliness, as well as like we had a nice in-depth conversation at said bar. Yeah, and so I think um, I had just ended a relationship, so it felt kind of too soon to hop into another one. So I think I just told myself, I just want to get to know this person. I don't have any intentions. Um, I had recently moved into an apartment by myself, so I was living alone, just really enjoying doing my own single life and kind of uh, getting to know myself a little bit better, but uh, intermittently just would go up to her wine bar and go hang out. And I think one of the first times we hung out hung out we closed the place down just from talking oh yeah i remember that mm -hmm. every time he would come in i would just be like oh my god it's that guy and just like want to like start melting and freak out because i was just like oh my god he's just so cute help yeah i played it mega smooth mega i i think my whole like I, so <laughs> the idea the whole time was like if it's not meant to be it's not meant to be but i can at least hang my hat on the fact that i know that i enjoy talking and spending time with this person oh she's crying if you're listening i'm on not audio. crying i'm owing i'll probably cry though <laughs> <laughs> yeah every time he would come in he would just talk about 
You know, it's just so hard to find someone who's like really interested in the stuff that you are and like presently engaged listening to what you have to say. I mean, we deal with like people being on their phones or just being distracted or just, I don't know. But he always just like, he would come talk about how he had taught meditation or was teaching and just talking about how he was thinking about his feeling. I don't know. He was very upfront about his feelings and normally guys don't talk about those. So I just was always like, every time he came, I just would run to the kitchen. I'm like, I got to go. Like, I'm really nervous and he's really attractive. (laughs) So then I think finally, I think we were probably talking a little bit on Instagram, but he would invite me to the, 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 what's it called? Uh, the, the employee, yeah, the industry, they would do pizza and he would invite me. And so that's where, that's where we talked about, I think me starting to DJ and wanting to start a podcast. And then I had gone to Texas to go hang out with my aunt. And then after that, I was just kind of like, fuck it. Like, do you want to go get pizza? And little did I know that was his favorite thing in the whole entire world. So, oh, don't even. Yeah. And full disclosure, like I just had, uh, I was still messing around with my ex, which is just super unhealthy. And I knew personally that there was no future in it. And I think I was on some level leading them on. So that like the other end of it was like, I felt like I could sleep at night because I wasn't trying to get in Madeline's pants. I was just trying to get to know her. Um, and I think the more I got to know her, the more I understood that um, there could be a potential future with this person. And I eventually uh, ended playing games with said ex and... I felt a lot better. I actually sat her down and <laughs> he was like, do you want to meet? Are you talking about me? Yeah. He was like, do you want to go meet for coffee? I have to talk to you about something. And of course I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. I just thought that I needed to start the relationship off with honesty and openness. And that if she was hurt and she felt that this was a deal breaker, then at least once again, I could, sleep at night knowing that I did the right thing and had integrity with uh, my current situation. And then I was like, oh, it's okay. Me too. Yeah. It was hilarious because <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also it's okay. messing around with exes. From Texas. Not from Texas. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to talk don't about it. Don't mess with Texas. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, I feel like after that, yeah, I mean, it went pretty slow. Which was good. I mean, I think that's something that always I had not done. <laughs> totally. In the past. So it was like a nice change of pace, even though I was just like, I really like him. Yeah, I felt um, that things kind of transgressed. Uh, I, I wasn't trying to like push on the brakes, but I also wasn't trying to. Um, I, I just know myself and I know that in the past I've gotten really involved really quickly. Um, and so I guess the whole time I was getting to know her, you know, there's the surface level of like, this is fun. This is enjoyable. But I think beneath that, there's a part of me that was looking out for red flags. Like, are there any deal breakers that this person has? 
Um, are there any habits that I just like can't tolerate? And the answer was no. Like the more I got to know her, the more I was enamored by her presence and the time we spent together. I was like, okay, what about now? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I feel like, I mean, I could be speaking for you, but at least for me, it's like, you're the first person that I've ever wanted to like, like, I feel like normally it's like, oh, red flag, I got to go. But for you, it's like, if there's something that's weird to me, like, I just am like, we're going to work it out. Like my flatulence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like your flatulence. But I don't know, like, you're just worth figuring it out. And I don't know why that's never happened to me before, but... Yeah, I think in this relationship as well, it's like I am not afraid to talk about the future with this person, this person, Madeline. Um, and in the past, that had always kind of scared me and seemed overwhelming. And I guess like it, it just um, I had another kind of short relationship and kind of talked to my boss. I'm like, yeah, just real busy, blah, blah, blah. And he just like kind of calmly responded with like, well, if it's the right person, you'll make time. And like that really kind of like opened my eyes to just kind of waiting and knowing when you when it's time to exit a relationship and the forever cliche of when you know, you know, um, but I it's so weird. But then when you know, it's like then you're part of the, the you know, club, right? <laughs> if you know, you know, you know, club. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it is such a weird thing because people had always said that before. And I feel like it was always like half. It was like, I think I know, but... Mm. Right. Yeah, it's it's tough when there's conflict. And I mean, Memphis is a pretty mid-sized city, but I think it's easy when you're in a relationship to tell your friends, like, if you're not extremely happy, you leave. But I also know that the, like, pool of suitable suitors, ooh, suitable suitors. Tutable tutors? Tutable tutors can seem <laughs> uh, kind of sparse at times. I just still don't think that's a reason to settle. Sure. But I know what you mean. But I think it's a reason why people do settle. Sure. Yeah, I get that. But I think... And I don't mean to be like speaking too, too far ahead, but I think we both approach the relationship with we, as in ourselves, are the most important people in our lives and that we are choosing ourselves. And like we didn't feel the need to enter in the relationship to fill a need. Yeah, I think that's something. I think it's just like a big thing that I realized, like your capacity to love yourself is uh proportional i can't think if it's proportional or inversely proportional but proportional to your ability to love someone else what? are you laughing because that's what we've been talking about we talked about this but we were talking like about compassion ago. but okay anyways <laughs> she's trying to divert divert she's like abort get out of here well we were i feel like we were talking about something different but i don't think so i, I, I think, think the statement was and we were talking about self-compassion well, I maybe I, yes. I think that included it. my the statement that's not my statement is Jack Cornfield's statement is that you can only love people to the degree that you love yourself. And I'm not saying whether I agree or disagree with it. I think that I agree, but I think so. Well, not, that's just what I meant. Like, 
I think you and I had both, I mean, I know you were, well, I guess y'all had been broken up, but like I had been like post a really serious relationship and I didn't want to do the work, but I feel like being alone and doing all this work on myself and understanding why I felt like I needed to look outside for validation helped me remember that it was inside. And it's almost like the minute that you realize that the key unlocks and then it's like, okay, you're ready for a partner. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad that we had both done the work so that we didn't like need each other in that way. Sure. Well, like I said, I think what really helped our relationship in the early days was dropping any idea of expectation. What do you mean? Like no expectations or no agenda. Like me seeking out your presence was the mere enjoyment of us spending time together. Like I said, I wasn't trying to get you in a relationship. I wasn't trying to get into your pants. Like it was simply like, yeah, I I enjoy spending time with this person. and I want to continue to. Hell yeah. You so sweet. So yeah, hopefully that answers your question. I mean, I guess my first impression of you was, okay, I have, maybe I should tell the story from when I worked at the kitchen. So my normal first impression of Davis was like, holy shit, he's so out of my league. I don't even know why he's talking to me. But my actual first impression, I'm pretty sure it was you because I'm pretty sure. So I was bartending in the daytime like five wait three years ago and someone comes in nobody's at the bar it's like 2 p.m so like it's after lunch before dinner stuff like that nobody's in there i'm like cleaning this guy with blonde hair (laughs) plops his laptop and his stuff at the end of the bar And I look and he's not wearing shoes. And I swear to God, that was Davis. And I was like. Can neither confirm nor deny. And I can't either, but it has to be. But I was just like, who the fuck is this guy that just took off his shoes at the bar? That was my literal. I've got pretty smelly feet. Well, I I don't know if it smelled. They smelled then, but. I'm pretty sure that was my actual first impression of you. The audacity of this man. And I'm pretty sure that still lingers today. The smell. Who <laughs> the fuck took off his shoes? <laughs> okay, what was yours of me? Are you going to talk about that angelic white dress? Or yeah, I mean, I I vaguely remember what she's talking about from the kitchen. I don't know. At that time too, when I was working for Wiseacre, I saw so many people on a daily basis that I yeah I couldn't really speak to. But vaguely sounds familiar, and I probably remembered your name because at that time I was like really good at remembering people's names, but. I don't know if you ever told me yours in that moment, though. That's okay. Who knows? So what was your first impression of me? Yeah, I don't know if I could count that because that's like a vague memory. Right. But the first impression was that... The white dress. You were very present. Mm. And that you were giving me your full attention while, like, other people at this beer dinner, like, a lady said, already we're already, like two or three cocktails in and we're talking the entire time during my spiel. And so like a lot of times when I'm giving these presentations, I'm like looking out, I'm like, please someone like, can I stare at you while I'm talking? Um, And she just had the most kind, 
amazing energy and <sighs> this guy. Okay, so those are those questions. And let's see. Hmm. Why are you guys so cute? Do you have an answer for that? I was born this way. <laughs> Baby, I was born this way. It feels like karaoke. We do karaoke in these microphones too, so it's kind of like yep. it's a party. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just because we really care about each other and we're just there for each other. Maybe. I don't really know. It's kind of a subjective, I think, thing because some people might think not think we're cute. Well, I think we often just try to keep things lighthearted and enjoyable and we're both humor-oriented people in general. Silly. Yeah, so I think that kind of adds to our cuteness. Plus, we both got the cheeks. Butt cheeks? No. <laughs> but yes. Oh, goodness. Okay, tell us about your love. I love the heck out of you. Yeah, I think our love is ever-evolving. I think that yeah. we're... Since we're living together, we're trying to come up with more and more ways to keep things spicy and i think we both are aware of the potential of things to become stagnant and routine so um what was the question tell us about your love yeah i think our love is less naive than when it was when we first had that podcast because i think it was like you're just running off of so much oxytocin and everything's exciting. And I think that <laughs> we hadn't even dealt with anything. Right. That was to come. Um, yeah. I think our love is just may not be as glittery as it was. Why was that glittery? Oh, um, <laughs> I was like, what? but I think it's so much more deep and profound and I perpetually find ways to gush over you still. It's not hard. <laughs> You're right. We just have this feeling. I don't know that we've done this before. Like, I don't. It's like this deep part of me that feels like Davis is my soulmate. And I've never felt like that about anybody. Yeah. So I just feel like our love is authentic and real and special and. It's wonderful. And the, if you're listening to this and you're single, don't stop till yeah. you find this. Don't settle. Even if you have to move out of the, your hometown. I, or get on a dating website. It's okay. But yeah. Um, I think that might be... Okay, the question is, what's the best relationship advice someone ever gave you? And I feel like that's probably the best one that I've gotten. Don't settle. Sure. What about you? Um, It's kind of tricky. Or not tricky, but just like... The best relationship advice. I remember I was in high school and my AP government teacher was like, you want a happy relationship, happy marriage? You're right and I'm sorry. Go a long way. And that's kind of like the kind of like wrote like guys are dumb and women are emotional. It kind of just like puts people in categories. Um, 
But what was that thing you were talking about? It was like, do you want to be married or do you want to be right? Was that what you were saying? Um, there is a Esther Perel, and I think she is a relationship manage relationship therapist, and she has a podcast. I think it's also a book titled that, but it's like you can be right or you can be married. Like I see the validity in that. I mean, I think there there can be pitfalls for when, because if you think you're right and the other person thinks they're right, then it's it's a losing battle any way you look at it. And then like trying to overpower the other person with your opinion over theirs is just silly and a waste of time. Yeah. Um, and I, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, I'm just trying to think. Um, yeah. I think that simple kind of aphorism that my boss gave me, it's like when you find the right person, you will make time for them. Sure. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to look at these questions beforehand. Ladies and I mean, I talked a little bit about them. I mean, I didn't prepare any material either. I feel like... Like, I get where that one's coming from about if you'll make time, but I almost feel like in previous things, I made too much time. Like, I made too much time for the other person. And maybe they didn't make time for me, if that makes sense. Sure. But I guess maybe that's not relevant. I don't know. But I guess in that situation, you'll make time for the right person. So maybe I just wasn't the right person for that person. Yeah. And I don't know if this was explicitly given to me as relationship advice, but the more I learn about myself and mental health and um, seeing a therapist and my spiritual pursuits is that I have to, like I have to uh, work on myself and cultivate myself. Cause I think I, I find myself often wanting to be a people pleaser and like, Oh, if I just make the other person happy, then the relationship will be great. But I think it really relies on me making myself happy and putting myself first so that I can be the best partner I can be for this lovely woman. I agree. I mean, yeah, it goes both ways. Like, take care of yourself so that, yeah, because if the other person's happy and then you're not happy, then. You know, worky. You know, worky. Yeah, so. We've been living together, what, like two months now? Three months? I guess. Three months now. Whoa, okay. I've never lived with a partner before. Davis has, but it's been, it's been interesting. I mean, I don't say that like. An adjustment. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, if you go from living by yourself, like, I live by myself for three years and you just get used to living by yourself and then well one we didn't really quarantine together i couldn't imagine quarantining i don't know i mean i guess i don't understand because i wasn't there but like having to quarantine with someone in the same house forever like if we would have moved in at the beginning of quarantine i mean we're still I mean, we're still kind of in quarantine. That's sure. What we're doing now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess we had time to, like, I guess adjust. But no, it's been great. I think just getting the money thing situated is always going to be challenging because 
I mean, I don't want money to be like a thing that rules my life, but I think just while I work out what that means and like I was telling him, I've never really like shared finances with somebody. So that's like a whole mindset adjustment and learning to communicate because it's like I could clean my apartment whenever I wanted to or do what I needed to do and know that I was the only person to do it and then like when you bring another person into the mix it's just like well if I'm frustrated I have to figure out how I can nicely ask someone to do something which we've struggled and I mean I feel like we're getting better just learning how to communicate with each other because that's hard but I feel like I just kind of like started going somewhere that I don't really know where the destination was yep you want to go on to the next question? Um, sure. Yeah, I was just, I think I was just going to say, um, I was just going to start talking about how we check in every week. But. Okay. <laughs> he always says that to me. That wasn't all or nothing because you always say that. We're working on my all or nothing thinking it's okay. Our, I mean, we both deal with it. Um, yeah, well, I'm just ensuring that this conversation is within your structure. This is your show, baby, so. We got a security over here. I don't know what that means. I don't either. Um, yeah, so we do check in every week. Dave, That was Davis's idea, which I think is great to keep communication going and to check in with each other like an, on an energetic and emotional level. And I think that's been really helpful because it's just been a way to express our feelings. And uh, if something comes up, then we know we kind of have that safe place to talk about it. If the other one's been doing something that we don't like, it's a time for us to like say, hey, maybe we could try doing this better or things like that. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, it was your idea. Yeah. That was one of the, that was one of the questions, right? How do you deal with bringing up sensitive topics? Oh yeah. I guess we can answer that one. Um, how do you bring up a sensitive topic that you know you need to talk through? Yeah. I think having that space is really helpful because a lot of times um, when the conflict arises, I'm not ready to talk about it. I'll either need time to process or need time to be butthurt or, um, yeah, I think, um, it's tricky because you don't want to kind of hold it in, uh, and avoid saying it until it reaches a boiling point. But I think having this space, from which we can talk generally by the time that the check-in comes around, I'll have time to have like work through it and see like if it's a issue that arose with both of us, you know, kind of determining my responsibility in said thing. Like, yeah, you reacted this way, but I probably could have asked you to do something in a different way, or I could have approached it a little bit nicer um, so having a weekly, yeah, we do, um, how we're feeling physically, 
emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. I think it's PEMS is the acronym. Um, it reminds me of PEMDAS. The um, math, parentheses, exponents, um, multiplication, division, addition, subtraction. Gotcha. Um, yeah, having that space weekly to check in ourselves emotionally as well as just practically like, okay, well, if we're going out of town, what do we need to do? Um, I think that's been kind of invaluable for us staying on the same page and not letting things kind of linger. Did you have to? Did you have to? Did you have to let it linger? Yeah, I mean, and even to like further answer that question, there's been several times where it was like Tuesday and we do check-ins on Sunday and it was Tuesday and I was like, there's no way I cannot talk about this until check-in. So it's been like, how do I bring this up? One, I have this kind of conflict with myself. I'm like, is this even important? Because I have a tendency to, and I'm trying to change it, actively changing it. I have a tendency to downplay if I think my problem is serious. So I'll just say, oh, you need to get over it, blah, blah, blah. I can validate your own feelings. Right. And so first of all, I have to decide that the problem is worth talking to, but I've kind of come to this conclusion of if it's bothering me, it's important. And so then coming to this place of kind of like David said, like taking some time to process it. And if I need a journal about it or talk to my therapist about it, I do that. But I'm the kind of person where if I don't say something, it will eat me alive. And it's hard for me to stay present if I've got those like feelings inside of me. So I think really just trying to figure out what it is that bothered me. And I'm not sure if you are familiar with like eye language and like when you talk to your partner, just instead of like accusing them or and we have a lot of practice with this like instead of saying your messiness is bothering me like maybe change it to i feel unsupported or things like that just identifying what feelings you're feeling and also like it's always not up to davis to fix those things for me um i think I have to kind of take some time and sit with myself and say, well, why are you getting triggered triggered so hard? What's going on for you to feel this way? What is the primary emotion that's coming up? Maybe what are some ways you can talk to Davis? And I think that's where journaling really comes in handy because I'm able to kind of draft what I want to say and it kind of helps me to process my feelings. And so... If it's sensitive and if it's like something where I know Davis might get upset, I have to remind myself that however I'm feeling is valid and I need to say it because it's bothering me. And if I don't say anything, it's going to eat me alive. So just kind of like boosting myself up and just saying this is important to me, so I need to talk about it. And then breaking it down to where basically I guess the goal is to not say you and he wants us to kind of dive into what is what is their name Marshall Rosenberg yeah it's kind of like this way to communicate your feelings and nonviolent communication yeah 
Um, speak from a place of needs. Yeah. So really just communicating because when you are authentic and vulnerable in that way, I think, yes, people will get defensive and angry, but I think like if they understand how hurt you are and how much this is bothering you, it kind of shows them like, oh shit, like maybe I need to listen. Maybe I need to see what's wrong. Maybe I need to see if I can help. Maybe I need to see if I need to like change my behavior or something. And that way it's like creating this more authentic, vulnerable space. You're kind of opening, you're kind of like setting the groundwork for your partner to also be vulnerable instead of just like coming at them like, why the fuck are you blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, that's how I've felt because there's been a lot of sensitive stuff. Like if Davis says something that hurts my feelings or I feel like it's hurting me as a person or if he did something that I thought was kind of mindless and it really made an impact on me, like I just have to tell him and that's okay. I think I love him no matter what, but I also love myself and I deserve to kind of create that like boundary for respect for myself. So that's how I have been going about talking about sensitive things. Yeah. Cause the inevitability is they're going to come up. So like you better, you better figure out how, how you can do it and start doing it because it's only going to get harder the longer you wait. I found. Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult too. Cause I think sometimes, um, this is just a broad generalization, but sometimes men have a tendency to shut down and kind of stonewall. And like we were getting into something the other night and I could feel myself like getting, like wanting to fall asleep. Like it was a very physical reaction uh, to her expressing needs. Um, so I guess the one thing I would say to either or to uh, anyone out there that is needing to talk about a sensitive topic to not be afraid to bring it more than once. Um, Cause I think sometimes like cleanliness is a thing that'll come up now and then since we're living together, you know, I have the thought sometimes like, Oh, well I'll have the, I'll clean it up when I have the energy to clean it up. Well, that's not always on Madeline's timeline. So her bringing that up more than once and not being afraid to, I'm more aware of like, Oh, well this is a thing that really does matter to her and that, like it's not just like a one-off that right you were in a bad mood that day or something right and maybe that's the thing too of like going a step deeper of like just talking about it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be remedied that sometimes it needs to be um kind of i think monitored is maybe a heavy-handed word for it but um that y'all can check in with uh where said person's progress is at or I don't know it, it's tough and it's it gets tricky because um you don't want the other person to feel like you're tallying, tallying or like or you don't want them to feel like uh like I, or at least I personally don't want to feel like 
it's juvenile or it's like being praised like good job you did it you did a good job but like um such a fine line yeah but i think um healthy words of affirmation of i really appreciate when you did like when you do see them make an effort to act upon said sensitive topic um yeah that can help them have an incentive to continue i agree i think too like going back to the if you need to bring it up more than once i think at first i was like it's not my responsibility to have to bring it up all these times like you should know like that pissed me off to no end when my parents were like, I shouldn't have to tell you. Blah, blah, blah. And I mean, there's like validity in it, but I think I realize like if my needs are important, like that I can just get over it. Like asking for flowers. Like if I really want this, then I can just get over like it bothering me that I have to say something again I mean I think like probably after four or five times then that's like okay we need to have a sit down but yeah I mean I think I've just realized like my sanity is more important than like my frustration than to my frustration with having to repeat myself I guess if that makes sense yep you're like ugh Okay, so next question is, why are you better looking than Davis, and how can I win, too? Next question. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I don't think I'm better looking. I think we're pretty equal. Next question. Actually, I always thought he was cuter than me, but maybe it's just radiating with authenticity. That sounds really cliche and cheesy, but how can you win, too? I think... Loving yourself, just being who you are, not being afraid to be who you are, and you can win, too. You'll find your soulmate. Right? I think the question's silly. I mean, duh. I think that, I mean, just talking about winning, I think we both have a mutual understanding that we're on a team together and that yeah, um, kind of like the not trying to prove that our um opinion is right rather than it what's more important is that we can come to a consensus yeah i really think that's been helpful like because there's time there are times when both of us will just be like i don't understand why the other person won't see it from my perspective and i don't not like we're being obstinate but just like I am firm in the way I believe about this situation, just as you are. But, like, we have to come to this other level of, like, okay, well, we got to figure out a compromise because we're on a team. And if we're just fighting each other about this, it's just going to be a lot harder. Right. Yeah. And I've been in past relationships where we specifically don't talk about certain topics because we already have an idea of how the conversation is going to go and where, how it's going to end. So I think, um, we're, we both have an ability in this present relationship to stay flexible. Um, and it's kind of fun when you can, it's almost like, uh, 
not a race of like who can compromise first or who can apologize first, but it's like it's fun to make an effort to see it from the other person's perspective so that um, we can choose our relationship over uh, whatever my not in minute's the wrong word, but whatever specific um, issue we may encounter. Does that make sense? Hell yeah. Yeah, and I think that's something, I mean, I think it's something that you grow, as you grow, you're able to do a better job of, but just like treating the relationship, like it's like almost like a third party. Like, I think that's something that I've never done really well before, just remembering, like when we, when we got into that thing about me wanting the glass of wine and we had this kind of like disagreement where we both kind of had two completely different perspectives that we were both just like what the f but then like davis made a good point of like well you were being kind of selfish in that moment and not thinking about like just thinking outside of yourself and like about the relationship and i was just so like i I'm going to do this because I want to that I didn't even realize (laughs) that I was doing that. And so I think just really just remembering that it's like something that you have to nurture too. like you have to nurture yourself and then you have to nurture your partner, but then you also have to nurture the relationship and like knowing, okay, I got to do my self care, but then we also need to spend quality time and being able to balance that. It's like the Sims, like when you don't, feed them or exercise them or do you know what the sims are with the little green thing on their head aliens yes no 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 okay so another question it's kind of like that how do you find the balance between picking your battles and then talking about what's stressing you out you want me to go first it doesn't matter I mean, my initial thought is like battles is kind of like a heavy handed way of looking at it in the first place. Um, Kind of talking about. I think it's just a like phrase. I get it, but I'm still going to feel like battles is. um, And it's also every relationship is different. I think Madeline and I are more sensitive to arguing than other people maybe you know other like my parents argue pretty often but i think that they fight fair if that makes sense and that um i don't know i don't want to get like too touchy but i think the way they talk to each other is not the way that madeline and i talk to each other and that's okay but i think um if we're talking about disagreements and I understand a lot of times that's semantics, but I think words are powerful. Um, the difference between your picking your battles and if something's really bothering you, how do you know when to like drop it and let it go or to bring it up? Yeah. I think that that takes you looking into yourself and looking into your heart. I think oftentimes I want to, Ensure that, um, A, I'm not being a hypocrite, you know, so. 
That's um, important. I think the disagreements that have been ongoing uh, that we've encountered, I've slowly come to the realization, like, the thing that I'm angry at her about, I'm basically doing the exact same thing. So, like, what am I really getting at? Am I trying to be right? And oftentimes, yeah, that's just the answer. Like, I, I want, I feel like I'm a pretty, uns- I feel uncertain about a lot of things often. So when I feel like I am right about something, I have a tendency to like dig my heels in and be like, no, I'm right, damn it. Um, I decided, I'm confident. um, I think that, and it might seem exhausting, but finding a way to just reframe the question, because like, who doesn't want to make their partner happy and who doesn't want to... um, want the who doesn't want the relationship to succeed and if you're saying that you don't want your other partner to be happy you don't want the relationship to succeed like leave like leave tonight like run run don't walk um but no running i think if you look into um is this once again like is is being right more important than um, the health of the relationship. With that being said, I know that there are some things like uh, if you ask someone to do something repeatedly and they continue to not do that, then it's almost like you have to uh, come to the conclusion: Are you going? Are you going to live with that? Can you live with that? Or are you going to continue to struggle with it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and like you said, that definitely takes, like, knowing yourself and, because only you can answer that question. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, this question's kind of tough when you don't have, like, a specific scenario. Well, I think what came up for me is, like, okay, so Davis and I just have different levels of cleanliness, and that's okay. I'm much cleaner. Um, anyways, (laughs) I think I can... That's definitely a thing where I have to pick my battles because it's like I can say something every time that something like isn't done or isn't done or got left out, whatever. But then there's like, I don't know, I heard this thing and it was like, if you want something done, just do it yourself. And I think that's been a big kind of realization because I can like nag Davis all day long, but like if he's just not looking to do that or he's just, he just doesn't have that pair of glasses to be able to see things in the same way that I do, like he's not going to do it. Or if it doesn't bother him the way that it bothers me, then it's just always going to bother me and it's not going to bother him. And so like, I'm trying to get more in the habit of like, I mean, I think there's boundaries and it's just such a fine line. Like if I want to set this thing, like the kitchen needs to be clean before we go to bed. I mean, I think that's a fair boundary, but like if I don't like the way that he sweeps the floor, I think that's kind of a moot point at just like dogging him on how he sweeps. Like at that point, I just need to accept the fact that I, Maybe I'm more detailed. And this isn't an actual example. (laughs) I'm just trying to think of things. Um, 
I just need to accept that like this is bothering me in a way that's not bothering him and like just it's kind of like a case-by-case basis just figuring out what like because if you can notice that they're not really receiving it well or responding I mean I'm trying to think of something other than cleaning that it would apply to I mean like I think like it just depends I think asking yourself why it's bothering you is really important I also like what Davis said about like asking yourself like am I reflecting this behavior because I think what I try to do I just always believe that other people are your mirrors and so I will try to I don't always do it but I'll try to say like am I getting upset at Davis because I'm not doing it like am I upset at Davis for being distant because he's being distant or am I the one being distant and it's like I have to kind of get real with myself and say, are you just projecting it onto him or are you actually like doing this to create this? And so it's definitely a case by case basis, but I think you could apply the sensitive topic advice and just like have a heart to heart and just be like, Davis, like I'm having this thing and it's really bothering me. And like, see if he has any feedback and if he's like well I really think like you're just gonna have to get over it or I don't know does that make sense like even just like I've found so much like normally I'm like oh my god Davis would think this is stupid or I feel silly for telling Davis this I mean we're with our partners for a reason like because we respect them and we care about what they think and we care about I'm trying to like figure out what I'm trying to say. Like I respect well, like, him enough to where I trust that he would give me good advice. So like I need to I need to use that and I need to trust that I mean he's not always going to say something that I want to hear, but like if I'm getting upset that he's not sweeping the way I want him to and he's like, "Baby, I just don't see dust like you do." Like then that's where I'm just be like, "Okay, you're well, right." We've also like we tried to keep this mantra in your relationship of like if it matters to you then it matters yeah that was always really sweet when you said that you know it's it's easy to say and much harder to put into practice um but yeah i think that that ultimately can help fuel a healthy happy relationship because then because then it becomes like a team thing right and you're like okay madeline's really struggling and she doesn't really know what to do. What can I do to maybe help her? Is it something that I can change behavior wise or is it something that I can help get her to like adjust her mindset? And then it becomes like two people attacking a problem versus like one person alone or one V one. Right. Yeah. Cause I think otherwise the, the dangerous lie and, and validating a person's feelings and like there it's not like there aren't times where i i feel like her request is irrational or that i want to roll my eyes but then i think back to oh well we set a precedent of um if it matters to her it matters then like i have to take the responsibility of checking myself and um seeing the ways in which like i can help her like, cause we both want to be happy. You know, I think 
offense, like a lot of what we're talking about is like if you can get, if you can go back, like it, things can get so complicated of the their wants versus my wants or the way they, the way she does something versus the way I do something. If just bring it back to simplicity of like we both want to be happy and neither of us want to suffer, then you can kind of um, reset there and move forward. And I Hell think yeah. oftentimes like, well, like I used to think that like, oh, things have to be resolved immediately. But I'm at this point, I forgot what, where I heard this from, but like, it's okay to go to bed angry. It's okay if things aren't resolved because if you try to force a resolution and both parties aren't ready, that's where things start to get nasty. Um, but I yeah. think generally after a, a good night's sleep and like some self-reflection, we almost always come to come back to understanding that, yeah, the simplicity of us wanting to be happy and not suffer, not that us being happy is more important than being right. I love it. Hell yeah. I love you. Yeah, I think just communication is such a huge part of being in a relationship and being okay with being open and honest and vulnerable and authentic. And if you don't feel like you can be that with someone, then make sure it's not you that's blocking yourself or make sure you're with the right person too. Run. Let's see. Uh, well, then there's the question: Who's your favorite cousin? That's kind of a silly question because we got a lot of cousins. They're all my favorites. Every you heard it here them. first. Uh, what's it been like for Davis becoming friends with your friends, integrating? I guess. So I guess you could just say like, what's it been like introducing each other to our friends? Yeah. It well. Hmm. I think mm-hmm. a lot of it too is like it's awesome having someone I don't think I've dated someone that is uh, I don't know if that's true um, Madeline just like me we both have deep friendships that we rely on we care about and that are important to us um, I think I'm slowly at this point you know we've been dating for a while I think her friends <laughs> are becoming bit. our friends and vice versa so that's cool um, I did struggle feeling like an outsider or if something came up that she was trying to choose her friends over that I would kind of use that as am- ammunition, like, oh, your friend's cool. Like, um, I think it's also like just a habit of words and breaking that habit. Like my money, my friends. Right, but also I think, uh, I mean, your friends have been really warm and accepting towards me, and I would like to think that same, my, yeah, might have been the same towards you. And um, I don't think either We're of slowly... us have friends that we have to like uh, defend their shitty actions because that sucks. Like I've been on both ends of that. Um, you don't ever want to have to choose between your partner and your friends. Yeah, something thankful we haven't had to do that. Yeah. So how has it been like integrating with your friends? Is that the question? It's been fun. Like I said, they've been uh, very warm and welcoming. It's cool realizing like we all kind of have these same goals. Like to help the world and 
create night like cool things and grow and yeah well and i think i've just intuitively known that i don't have to be anything other than who i am i don't have to act some type of way to have her friends like me they either like me or they don't so maybe that's more so just like uh um kind of emotional maturity thing that i've learned in my life is that i mean what you see is what you get what you see is what you get well that wraps up the questions um do you have anything you want to talk about or yeah i just think that uh this year has been incredibly difficult and i'm sorry if anybody ever gets tired of me talking about my brother but he's like most important person in my life and i just want to say like madeline was an absolute lifesaver like i don't know where i would have been had she not been there supporting me every step of the way yeah and i'm forever grateful and she still found ways for to help me laugh to help me stay optimistic yeah you're very special to me and i think that we're just a year in which you know to married couple is is ain't shit um but i think we already have good habits in place for us to continue enjoying each other's company forever thanks baby that's really sweet i love you and that's it (laughs) (laughs) no i love you and i know it's hard i don't know what you're exactly feeling but i'm here for you and i'm ready to figure out what the future means together and how to integrate and live our best lives. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to shout out to the, the single people. Like, I think it's easy for us to kind of live in la la land since we are in a secure relationship. Um, but I would just say like, love yourself. Don't tolerate anybody that's not willing to accept you for who you are fully. Um, yeah, there's no it there's absolutely no point in being in a relationship where you don't feel like your cup is continuing to be filled or if you feel like there's just a whole list of things that you can't talk about cuz you know it's going to start an argument like and that sucks. Leave <laughs> seriously. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, I feel like I just in retrospect looking at my past relationships like there's just been so many red flags so early that I just ignored. Right. And I think really trusting yourself and trusting your gut is really important. And I know it's really hard because I think I was in a relationship for like <laughs> over five years because I didn't listen to myself. But it, it's hard to break it off. But like the benefits outweigh the suffering. So... It's the sunk cost fallacy. It's to think that since you've put uh, X amount of time and energy in it, that it must continue. Well, like, it's a fallacy for a reason. Like, no. <laughs> like, um, it doesn't matter if you spent 80 years with this person. If you wake up one day and you understand that they don't, they don't appreciate you, they don't accept you for their needs, and deuces, that there's someone out there. If you obviously you can't just like leave that relationship and not work on yourself. If you leave the relationship and continue to work on yourself and continue to like, uh, love
love yourself, like you'll find yourself in a position like Madeline and I are where we feel like on some like woo level that the universe has like blessed us with each other because we did the work and because we uh, put in the time and effort to uh, grow ourselves. Then like we found that uh, found the right person at the right time, which is, and it's so much fun. It's so awesome. So much fun. Like the crazy thing is like none of my previous boyfriends liked EDM and like, I think now knowing who I am, like Davis has like been to all my shows and has always supported it. And like just thinking about trying to be basically, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, if you feel like you need to hide yourself or you feel like ashamed because you like something in your partner thinks it's weird or thinks you're weird or like, that's a big hell no. Right. So thanks for supporting me and my weird dreams. Totally. And that's not to say that we have to always like the same thing. Right. Like jam bands. I'm just kidding. Like jam bands. Yeah. Uh, Winston Salem, 97 Fish. Check it out. It's amazing. Do you... I feel like we talked about a lot of stuff. Great. I'd love um, to do like little updates, you know? Yeah. I think that's about it. Um, I didn't say um a couple more times. I didn't sing to um, Yeah, no. Uh, check out Embrace the Madness podcast. Obviously, you're listening to it. Check out Mono Bass. <gasps> yeah, um, Davis is about to start a podcast. I'm about to start a podcast called Glad We Did This with Davis Thomas. Um, you know, I'm going to be promoting the heck out of it. Yeah, I'm super excited. You've been a great inspiration. I love having these sorts of conversations, and I want to have these conversations with a wide array of interesting people I have in my life and strangers and everyone in between. Well, I'm proud of you, and I know so you can do it. smash that subscribe button. Like and subscribe. Hit the bell for all the notifications. ding a ling 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 all right. I love you. I love you as well. Listener I love you. Thanks viewer. so much for listening. Thanks, right. Davis, for joining me for another episode. I wasn't nervous this time. I was real nervous the first time. Yeah. Well, it'll only get better. But yeah, we'll catch you later. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Keep that. If you'd like access to more podcasts and a postcard each month, check us out on patreon.com slash embrace madness.